podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback. And as always, I am joined by my lovely, somewhat lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? Uh, well, I'm uh, you know sitting here atop your vanquished corpse uh, in, the, <laughs> <laughs> in the the LTS league. Uh, I pulled out pulled out a win uh, on on Monday night, so I'm I'm happy that I finally beat you because I believe coming into last night you were like three and zero against me lifetime. Yeah, that might be true, but it was it was it was it was still pretty devastating. That league is so devastating for me because I continuously go back to that five six turn when I took Tory Smith at, at wide receiver thirty five. When immediately after I was like, oh, I wanted Willie Sneed, but ESPN has him listed so far low, and I'm doing this podcast. Had I draft, let, let this put this on record. Had I drafted Willie Sneed in that spot, I would be sitting right now two and zero. Really. Yeah, because he's had two good weeks to start the year. Wow, wow! So you would you would have won? Oh, great! That makes me feel great. <laughs> well, if you would have no, had the team you wanted, you would have beat me. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't I'm want just... it to be like that. My team, my team, it sucks. It, actually, my teams suck right now. The th- throughout throughout region, Denny, right now in the Scott Fishbowl, uh-huh. there's 480 teams in the Scott Fishbowl. Listeners, listen to this. I'm in 479th right now. <laughs> I think I'm like 470, so I'm right. <laughs> it's when you when you get hit by Le'Veon Bell, like you draft Le'Veon Bell in the first round, then he gets suspended. You get Sammy Watkins, you get Keenan Allen, you get Tony Romo, you get John Brown. It is it is a my my roster is a legitimate apocalypse. Yeah, no, it's a nuclear blast. It's just it's there's no coming back. There's just no coming back from that. I, pretty much everybody near the top has like similar players. You know, like they. They definitely have digs. They have like Forte, Kelvin. A lot of Kelvin. A lot. A lot of. I noticed uh, uh, Benjamin from uh, from San Diego. Yeah, Travis. Benjamin. Travis, the, right. the, the, Benj- the Benjamin Bros. Yeah, yes. If you got hey, if you went all Benjamins throughout your draft, then you're probably you know being you're okay right now. Right. I'm glad that that my my both of our hatred for Kelvin Benjamin going into the season didn't force us to uh, fade fade the Benjamins this year like we faded the Andres last year. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, thankfully we didn't have that phrase because right now it, our brand would be imploding. But yeah. I mean, my my brand my brand is imploding, <laughs> Denny. It's it's not it doesn't doesn't even matter at this point. The literally the only good thing about my brand right now is that Marvin Jones is indeed the goat. He he's definitely number one. Golden Tate's not even number two. Golden, Golden Tate's like number six in that offense right now. He he is not playable in fantasy, which I did not think I was ever going to say, really. Yeah, I mean, I thought he'd be more involved, too. I'm assuming he will gradually get more involved. I, I, you would you would think, but like considering the role, you know, with Anquan Bolden there, he's going to take some slot slot looks away from him. You get Theo Riddick there, who's, who's been involved. I mean, Theo Riddick is like, Theo Riddick saw 11 carries last week, which was was by far the most of his career. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy how much he's being used, yeah. but 
Marvin Jones, though, man, he's just on the island on the other side of the field, just hanging out, just seeing all of Matthew Stafford's looks, and it's it's very very glorious. Did, did, didn't Riddick? Didn't they pay Riddick? Before, they did, it, yeah. So, Riddick Riddick got a deal. So they so yeah. they pay Riddick now. Now uh, Abdullah is out, right? And I mean Riddick Riddick's pretty much set to go berserk, barring injury. Yeah, I mean, like he's he's gonna have a high floor week in week out in PPR. There's no doubt. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of you know I, I'm I'm kind of interested in in their rookie Dwayne Washington just to see because uh, he he's he's more of that big bodied back. I mean he's six two, two hundred twenty six pounds. He who's already seeing goal line work for them. Um, I, I'm interested to see kind of how they fit him in. But the the one constant in that offense is Marvin Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I mean. Like, look at his stat line last week. He just hasn't found the end zone. That, that's really that's that's the only reason why he's not higher up in the. And you got to imagine he will soon. He has so many targets. So what, what did he have? Like twelve targets last week? Yeah, I think he had eleven. He caught eight for well over hundred yards. Yeah. And the week before, week before that, he had double digits. He had ten. Oof. Uh, not not that I fall asleep staring at his <laughs> his stat lines, because because I don't. I promise. Right, right. That that hasn't happened in in days. My my whole fantasy season is just going to be me hopping on Periscope saying, "But Marvin," <laughs> like that's 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 my entire that's my entire season. And then today in my fifteen transactions column, I go in and I say to sell Kelvin Benjamin for reasons like the the, the Panthers are are on pace to throw the ball five hundred eighty four times this year when they threw it five hundred one times last year, mm-hmm. uh, and and he's seeing a high market share within that, higher than what we should expect, and. I, I I look in in the actual blurb for Calvin Benjamin. I said I'll take the L here. Like I'm taking the loss on Calvin mm-hmm, Benjamin. Mm-hmm. That's that's fine. Like I'm I'm I, that is fine. I will take the L. And then of course it's just headline readers that that start yelling at me and saying that I'm doubling down. I'm not doubling down. I'm not doubling down. No, but but you know what though? There's no way that you can say sell and then not have that reaction you know you're right you're right you're right and and, and, but but i get it i mean i i i mostly i mostly agree with you the only thing is that he is like cam looks nowhere but but kelvin right now especially in the red zone so he's gonna i mean that touchdown upside is just you have to you have to trust math if if you're selling kelvin benjamin but I, i there there is the possibility that He's just somewhat of an outlier in terms of his market share and how that all comes together. Uh, in terms of his his touchdown rate, there there is that possibility. You know that that just something that both of us did not think was the case because he was pretty. Look, he look. I know he was a rookie, but he was an older rookie. He was a twenty four year old rookie two years ago. Uh, he was pretty average, and then he's coming off of an ACL tear. And then there's market share issues, and then there's passing volume issues. I mean, there was there were many reasons to to not draft Kelvin Benjamin, and the guy, the people who did, I mean, good for you for 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 seeing through uh, the mathematical noise because that's that's that looks like what it is is mathematical noise. Uh, he's a, he's a very interesting case study in opportunity versus talent or whatever you want to call it. I mean, coming out, all I heard was bad route runner. He body catches. He's 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 lazy with you know the way he plays and blocks and runs routes and everything, mm-hmm. and then what? So he was a top fifteen wide receiver in two thousand fourteen, and he's looking you know pretty <laughs> pretty decent so far. So I, 
minutes. I'm I'm gonna say right now though, I think that he finishes wide receiver fifteen to twenty okay. this year. Yeah, yeah, and but it is I mean just that which is still better than his AD, I mean around his ADP, like which we thought was agreed. Right. It's just it's sometimes I when I when I hear people say, well, talent rises to the top. I mean, sometimes when people, you know, I just, I don't I don't get it. I just, sometimes I just want to say, uh, opportunity seems like all is all that matters a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, tell that to Matt Asiata owners this weekend. Right when people say, but he's talent, but but so and so is talented. My first question is always, so what? Right. I mean, it only matters to a, to a degree. I mean, certainly, it's it's the same. I mean, certainly that that can end up going and playing into coaching decisions because a player who's more talented might see the field more. But regardless, if there's a guy sitting right there or if the coach really likes a certain guy, which is why as much as I love Jarek McKinnon, as much as you probably love Jarek McKinnon, like it's still scary that Matt Asiata's there, that they gave the ball to Matt Asiata towards the end of that Monday night game, that Matt Asiata has continuously done this in fantasy football where he's stealing looks from a more talented back uh, it's, it's, to me, that's the perfect example. Yeah, right. Exactly. McKinnon is, McKinnon is good. And then the, the logical question to me is, and right. I, I, and, yeah. and what, I, right. I, I compared McKinnon to the Terminator and Matt Asiata to Paul Blart mall cop in my 15 transactions <laughs> column today. And, 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 but really it, apparently Mike Zimmer is really into Kevin James in that movie mall cop well, or, or Paul Blart. Well, like 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 Rich Rebar said, uh, Mike Zimmer is a never nude, and uh, he's not. He, <laughs> listen, Mike Zimmer's not about to get naked with McKinnon. I mean, he's, he's not. He, the 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 pants are going to remain on, and and Asiata. That ties your mind out of the gutter. Asiata is going to, I believe, drive people insane over the over the coming weeks. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, Denny, we're on to week three. And I say that, I, I say that kind of uh, not confidently mm-hmm. because because last season when we were on to week three, I I helped convince you on this very podcast and a lot of other people to play Nick Foles against my beloved Steelers in St. Louis last season, week three. Mama, help me, Mama! I can't deal with this. And 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 since that point, since he scored seven or eight fantasy points. Um, our, our mentions, which I feel bad because I was the one who convinced you, are, but your, your mentions are fire regardless. It really yeah. matter. My mentions have been, have burned mm-hmm. almost daily with a, with a Nick Foles week three reference. So look, we have a lot of pressure on us this week and I'm not that confident because the quarterback streamers kind of suck. I know. I know someone, someone said, and we'll get to him in a second, but someone was like, uh, uh, Tannehill doesn't even know he's he's the next Nick Foles. <laughs> right, Tannehill has no idea that he is he is the next the next Nick Foles. I'm I'm actually really excited for Tannehill to not do uh, anything this week, just because then it, it's an actual week three curse on this podcast. Yeah, uh, you if okay, so if this if this happens, if this goes down again like it did in the debacle that was last year, we are going to uh, henceforth cancel week three show. Right, right. For moving forward, week three will turn into a DGAP episode where we where where you do everything that we do the opposite of what we say. We will uh, we will uh, talk uh, hot takes, uh, political uh, from the you know world of entertainment, everything else. But we will not talk football next week three if this goes bad. Yes, 
Thanks, thanks, Kaepernick. Or you're you're welcome, Kaepernick. <laughs> oh, oh God, the worst tweet of all time. <laughs> that's the worst tweet of all time. But that's my new go-to phrase: is "You're welcome, Kaepernick." Right? Do you say that? So, 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 uh, so, spe- yeah. Speaking, speaking of which, Denny, uh, Joe Flacco put up a solid performance for streamers uh, last week with sixteen point eight one eight fantasy points. You're welcome, Kaepernick. Um, <laughs> He, uh, you know, he, he, it was scary to start that game. Uh, the, the, the Ravens fell behind. Uh, the, the, the Ravens' defense looked to be like an awful streaming pick. Awful. And then Josh McCown, like, like messed up his shoulder, and the Ravens became a decent streaming pick. I, yeah, that, that was actually kind of terrifying in, in that when I thought, when, when McCown went down, I thought, oh, God, Flacco is not going to throw it for the rest of the game. Right. Like right. they're just, just going to sit on it. Right. It turned out to be okay because they did get that lead early. Look, can we talk also about, by the way, the Ravens defense ended up with uh, 10 fantasy points. They were a top 10 or 12 unit this, this past week. But can we talk about how during the one o'clock games, literally the first five to 10 minutes of games, no matter what happens, I'm sure you get this too. In my mentions are people that are just on extreme tilt. <laughs> Like, like extreme, like they are, they are about to just leave their home, like light their house on fire and just run away and just be done with life. Like that, like it, it's crazy. Like it's five to 10 minutes into the game and these people are in my mentions, like yelling at me about the Ravens defense. Yes. I mean, uh, people, you have got to chill. Like I know, I know that I do a lot of tilting on Twitter, but at least I wait until like the third or fourth quarter. Okay. You, right. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta let it play out a little bit. You can't. I remember week one, five minutes into the Jaguars Packers game, someone tweeted me and said, "Jared Cook not looking good." And okay, <laughs> granted, it didn't end up well against sure, sure. Jacksonville, but it was five minutes. I couldn't believe it. I could. He had. He had barely been on the field anyway. Right. Right. Like he 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 took like seven breaths all day long, it, and he's now apparently uh, someone who's who's gonna bust. And someone like someone's crazy. watching that game, and they say and they say, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna tweet Denny right now. I'm gonna tweet him, and I'm gonna tell him that his guy has not caught two touchdowns in the first five minutes of this game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like what is the what is the process? Not only that, but it takes time to actually write the tweet, which means. There's even fewer plays being run in that game before they're sending the tweet. Yeah, I mean, you guys, uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta calm the tilt a little bit, especially in the first quarter. It's not healthy. We're, we're gonna get troll tilts now. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> we're gonna get a lot of troll yeah. tilting. Uh, the other quarterback. I mean, we talked about Simeon and McCown. You definitely won that battle because Simeon could not throw a freaking touchdown in that game. Yeah. Uh, decent yardage totals for him though. Yeah, what do you have? So two fifty. So you. Yeah, something something like that. So you beat me twice last week because you got you got the McCown thing down too. I consider you know I consider it a loss for the show. That's what I consider. Oh, okay, <laughs> thanks, Danny. We're we're a team yes. with with that. Uh, we did say you know we did have Osweiler against an inexperienced Chiefs secondary. He was not great. He put up ten point four two points. Uh, so that's not that's not great for the streaming Frankenstein. Um, the the thing that I'm really optimistic about though, Denny, is what we've done with tight ends so far this year. Um, you had every single tight end we picked scored at least 7.6 fantasy points uh, in PPR leagues, which is fine for a tight end. Uh, two of them, though, scored uh, 12 or more points. My, my boy Jesse James scored a touchdown, which was great. Um, uh, Eric Ebron had a touchdown that got called mm. back, mm. which could have been even better. He scored 9.3. Virgil Green scored 7.6. But let's talk about the GOAT, the true GOAT, Dennis 
hit. I can't believe he's a thing. I can't believe it. It's the it's the greatest. Like this is this is what this podcast has been waiting for since 2013. It's amazing. It is amazing. He had 19.2 PPR points. Uh, targeted 12 times. Uh, just crazy, crazy, crazy performance for him. Led all tight ends. Led all tight ends in in targets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, the second it was the second highest target total uh, among tight ends this season, with Jason Witten being number one in week one when he saw 14. Man, brand, 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 brand. Uh, uh, but by, by the way, just real quick, getting you talked about Eric Ebron uh, catching a touchdown and having a callback. First of all, that put me on tilt because I had Ebron against you. So you did when he caught yes. that and it was called back. I was like, I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna freaking lose. I can't believe it. Anyway, the guy, the red zone dude, Scott Hansen, who, um, who you know, <clears throat> nice enough guy, whatever. He definitely had Ebron <laughs> or or Stafford. Because when when Stafford threw two touchdowns in a row that were both called back on penalties, they, they kicked it back to Hanson, and Hanson was like, was like, we'll let you know if the Lions throw another touchdown, which will probably just be called back anyway. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh god, the red zone guy's on tilt. He's tilting so hard. He has he has <laughs> so Stafford good. everywhere. That's so good. That's so good. I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. Although I was primarily watching the Steeler game during the oh yeah no no you can you can tell you can you know Hanson doesn't tip his hand all the time but but right, sometimes right. he will tip his hand and be like basically acknowledge I have this guy in fantasy and what just happened is is devastating <laughs> right 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 <laughs> he's gonna exorcist vomit someday yeah it's gonna be great oh. Uh, the other defenses, we had the Lions, who were fine. They got a safety actually against the Titans. They lost the game, but they only gave up sixteen points. They scored eight standard points and then the bears came through because of eddie royal's touchdown uh, mm-hmm. uh his his punt return so that was that was good i actually played the bears against you um in the in the lts and i'm really glad i didn't see that touchdown i went to bed and if i if i would have seen that i think i would just like gone to the hospital immediately yeah like if jmat would have gotten hurt and then that would have happened i would have beat you and it would have been that would have been a disaster is that is that for real you you took the i'm beat pretty sure that? I, well, no, no, no. I'm saying if J-Matt wouldn't like if he had gotten like hurt at the beginning of the game or something like that, or didn't do anything throughout the game. Well, if he caught if he caught the 40 yard touchdown, the, well, uh, yeah, then it would have been way. Ah, that that oh god, my stomach dropped out of my, you know, toes. <laughs> <laughs> I switched that there at the last second. It's like I'm just trying to picture how that works. My stomach just uh, dropped out of my ass. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like you've been spending too much time around Xavier because that's that's like that's like four year old logic right there. Right. Um. All right, let's move on to week three, even though it's going to be disastrous, and we already know that. Uh, I'll start with a defense with a couple of defenses. Uh, the first one is the most obvious, I think, the one that folks have have been talking about uh, on Twitter and stuff. That's Miami against Cleveland. Cody Kessler uh, under center for for Cleveland in what was already a, a turnover and sack-prone offense in general. Miami's at home. They're nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Cleveland has an implied team total that's under 16 points, which is one of the lowest on the slate. Uh, Miami Miami's defense is, was very strong week one against Seattle, but there's the possibility that Seattle's offense is just bad. Like, like, like they do this every year. Russell Wilson did this last year, too. Um, they, were, they looked good week one, looked awful last week. But I think just the matchup is too juicy, and with with Miami being at home, they're they're a very very safe stream this week. Juicy, juicy is a, is a good word in this in this regard. You know what? Another juicy defensive stream though is I'm going to say this before you get into yours is Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I actually, the more I've thought about it, I might like Tampa Bay more than I like Miami this week. Mm. 
And the reason for that, so they're playing the Rams, also a horrible implied team total, also an offense that has yet to score an offensive touchdown, um, but they're still one and one because of hashtag Jeff Fisher. Um, but but look, this is this is what what the way that we talk about the Bucks all the time is they're a funnel defense. They can stop the run well, but they can't stop the pass as a result of that slash the you know there's guys in the secondary like Brent Grimes who aren't very good. But if you look at what the what do the Rams want to do? They want to run the football. If they can't run the football against the Bucks, which I would assume they're going to struggle, that means this this could be put on Case Keenum's shoulders even more than Week One and Week Two. Mm-hmm. You know, not only that, but I mean the Rams. You know, like I said, they haven't scored an offensive touchdown. They've allowed five sacks. They had five extra QB hits uh, to Seattle. What Seattle did last week against them, two interceptions. This is in Tampa Bay. They're heavy favorites. I mean, I. I think you could make the case that Tampa Bay is just as attractive, if not more, than Miami. Is. Absolutely, because I mean, what are we looking for when we when we look for a defensive streamer? We're looking for uh, a home defense that's favored and will play an inaccurate quarterback who who has to throw a lot. And I think you know that you're right on with with how this game could play out easily. I mean, you can you can see it in your mind's eye, right? Uh, yeah. You know, Keenan having to throw 30 times or so. I mean, look, if Case Keenum has to throw 30, 35 times, uh, Tampa will do just fine. Right. And and look, I mean, I, I understand Kessler. No one should be high on, on him as a streamer, as a quarterback or anything, or, or expect them to, like, move the ball well. But there is at least some ambiguity there, whereas you have data to support that Case Keenum is bad at football. Yes. Uh-huh. So there, it might be a little reassuring from that sense. And I think you might be able to argue that Tampa Bay's defense is, is I, I mean, they're, they're, they're comparable. They're not great units between Miami and Tampa Bay. But if you can't get Miami off the wire or if you're, if you're really into Miami's defense, don't be afraid to play Tampa Bay because I think it's a toss-up as to which one performs better this week. Absolutely. And you know who else is bad at football? Who's that? That we'll be targeting this week is Brian Hoyer. Yes. Brian Hoyer is likely to get the start for the Bears uh, when they play at Dallas. Uh, and you know, I, I think you talked about Tampa being maybe as good an option as the Dolphins defense. I, I feel I have to throw Dallas in that group. I, I'm having a tough time setting waiver priorities because I think all three of those defenses have not only have great floors, but have tremendous ceilings. Right. Uh, and so, you know, when we talked about, when we talk about inaccurate quarterbacks having to throw a lot, Dallas, first of all, is a seven point favorite. They're at home. Uh, Brian Hoyer has a ridiculously low 58.2% career completion rate, okay? Uh, five, in five of his 11 games last season, Hoyer posted a completion rate of less than 55%. That is, that's like stunning. Like, I fell out of my chair when I saw that stat, okay? Yeah. Um, you know, 38-26 touchdown to interception ratio over his career. It just, it it all it all screams, you know, Play the Cowboys defense if you want interceptions. And then, you know, along with interceptions comes po- potential defensive touchdowns. Uh, so uh, I I have to say that I'm leaning Dallas over the other two, but there's a there's an argument nice. to be made. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't I don't think that I don't even think we have to rank them because I think all three of them, this is one of the best weeks that you could find for defensive streamers. But it, but it's also week three, which means all of them are probably going to shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, no, it, feces everywhere for sure. But uh, I if I had to rank them, like definitely gun to my head, I would say, oh god, there's a gun to my head, and then I would say, <laughs> and then I would cry a little, and then vomit, and then say, <laughs> I would go Dallas, <sighs> Dolphins, Bucks. 
I'm going to go Bucks, Dolphins, Cowboys. Mm, okay. But we'll see. I, like I said, I think that they're interchangeable yeah. for the most part. Uh, quarterbacks. I'm going to start just really quick with a quarterback who's owned in more leagues uh, than, than – so he's not necessarily a streamer. So he's a shallow play. Uh, and that's Marcus Mariota. Uh, you know, he gets an Oakland defense that was destroyed by Drew Brees in week one. Granted, it's Drew Brees. It was in the Superdome. Uh, but then Matt Ryan went on the road in Oakland and ranked as the number two best fantasy quarterback against mm. them. Uh, so it's two top two performances by quarterbacks that this Oakland defense has, has given up. Um, you know, a lot of it, I think, I think personnel wise, Oakland doesn't look bad. Uh, if you look at, you know, they're, they're paper champions right now. But I think that they just haven't meshed together yet. Uh, Sean Smith has has been horrific at corner. Yes, Hor- horrific. Um, and you know, part of that is yeah, he saw Julio, he saw Brandon Cooks. He was the one who got burned, I believe, on that ninety-eight yard touchdown. Yep. Um, you know, he's he's looked really bad. But I think that 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 plays into Mariota's favor. I mean, so far this season, according to number fire metrics, Mariota's been uh, pretty good, actually, uh, all things considered. You know, he's faced Minnesota, uh, a great defense, as we saw on Monday night. And then, they, you know, he faced Detroit, but he was on the road at least. Um, but according to number fire metrics, he's a 53% success rate. Anything over 50% at quarterback is good. Uh, and he has a 0.13 uh, passing net expected points per dropback rate, where last season the average was 0.11 among quarterbacks. So he's been above average overall as, as a passer. And then obviously he has the upside with his legs if something were to happen. They're one and a half point favorites. Um, I think it sets up pretty well for Mariota <laughs> this week. Yeah, I, I could I could see him. Uh, I could see us tar- targeting the Raiders throughout. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where everyone wants the Raiders and Jaguars to be a thing, and then they're not. Every year. Every year. It just happens every year. I mean, yes, the Jags too. You're right. Uh, all right. Uh, you want me to uh, yeah, do it, throw do mine it. out? So the aforementioned Ryan Tannehill, who um, out of desperation, I actually I played him in our uh, Apex League last week, Humble Brag, Humble Brag, Humble Brag, dot com slash Humble Brag. And, um, uh, and it, and it worked out even though he went, I think he went into the fourth quarter with like six fantasy points. Um, hey, it's it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you got it was there. garbage time and it was nice. So, uh, one thing he has going for him is, uh, he over two games, he's rushed 11 times, uh, include, and he has 52 yards and a touchdown, which, you know, is they're not tremendous numbers, but you know, like we always talk about that Konami code, that little, you know, padding of, of rushing production is is always helpful. Uh, so, you know, he has that uh, going for him. He also has the fact that the Browns are hashtag not good uh, at defending anything, including the pass, especially the pass. Uh, the Browns, after two games, are giving up 12.2 yards per completion, uh, which is fifth in the NFL. Fifth, I'm sorry, fifth worst in the NFL, I should say. Uh they and and there's this little thing that jumped out here. Uh, Cleveland gives up the second most offensive snaps per game so far. I know we're just talking about two games, but the thing that caught my attention is that Miami is the team that's giving up the most offensive snaps per game. So you know we could have we could have a lot of opportunity here, a lot of uh, plays run uh, by the Dolphins. Um, the Browns faced uh, 37 passes against the Eagles and 45 against. Uh, the Ravens, including two touchdown passes in each game. I just, I think that Tannehill, I hate to say it, but I, he has a really crazy floor here, I think. Yeah, I think the floor is what's good for, for Tanny this week. I think there is a fear, though, that if, if things get out of hand, I mean, look, 
a big thing with Tannehill. They have a high implied team total. He's going to be, you would think that he's going to be involved in that team total in some way. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's the positive, but if he's not like if, if running back steal some of those touchdowns or all of the touchdowns, then all of a sudden you're in a position where they're not going to be in a shootout because or, or likely be in a shootout with Kessler uh, under center for Cleveland. Right. That that's that's the worry. But I think overall he still does have a pretty high floor. Right. Uh, I know uh, that that is that is a concern of mine. It, the one thing that kind of helps me feel better about that is that a the Dolphins can't slash won't run right now. Um, right. And the, you know, last anecdotally, and, you know, we love anecdotes on this show, obviously. This is what we base our strategy on. Uh, you, you look at last week, the Patriots were uh, pretty heavy favorites against the Dolphins. And I, I did not pick up Garoppolo in one league because I had that scenario in my mind. But, right. you know, it turns out he was a pretty good option. He scored 27 fantasy points in one half. So. <laughs> Right. Uh, so, you know, if the Dolphins are going to score points, which, you know, Vegas says they have a they have a pretty good chance of putting up some of the, you know, uh, the highest totals this week, then Tannehill's going to be involved. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. Hopefully he doesn't Nick Foles. You know? Oh, jeez. Um, the last guy I want to talk about is Joe Flacco. I, I mentioned last week that he's probably going to be on the show. Uh, not 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 him. Not him. Particularly sheep Flacco will be on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sheep, sheep Flacco is, is on the show every week, but but Joe Flacco will not be on the show. <laughs> we'll mention we'll mention Joe Flacco though. Uh, I'm not as into him after seeing the the offense not being able to move the ball that that effectively against Cleveland last week. Um, but I mean, if you look at what the Jaguars did last week, man, like they were they were awful mm-hmm. against Philip Rivers, like like tremendously terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Flacco, you know, if you look at, at, at the situation, Flacco's in a pretty similar situation as Marcus Mariota, except he's on the road. Uh, but the spread is very similar uh, overall. The game totals at, at, at the exact same 47 points. Um, I think he should at least provide some sort of floor. There is the upside that Blake Bortles stops throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage so much and that this turns into more of a shootout. Um, that's the upside with Flacco that I, I could see that unfolding if they kind of change their ways and get Allen Robinson more involved because they couldn't really do that last week with, with Verrett on him. Um, so I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think that Flacco though overall is in a, is in a fine place. Come on sheep. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on with the, with the Jaguars, they decided that the centerpiece of their passing game is going to be TJ Yeldon. That's what they decided. Right. Oh, it was horrible. I, I went and watched, I went and watched that game. And before the Monday night game started and, and TJ Yeldon caught like every ball essentially behind the line of scrimmage. Mm. It was so stupid. It was so dumb. Yeah. Uh, so tight end, tight end, time. tight ends. Let's do it. Tight ends. I, I have two tight ends. I will go through them quickly. Uh, one of them is named Jared Cook. Have you heard of this guy? Have you heard? Of this Never. Scarlet? I don't. Have you talked about him before? I have not. He is a. Uh, he's out of South Carolina. Uh, he's been a pro for uh, fifteen years. No, I'm just. <laughs> yeah. All right. Listen. I understand. I'm fine with people jumping off of that way. I jumped off Cook in our LTS league for Eric Ebron, and I don't regret it. And I'm not picking him up this week. And I just gave away my, <laughs> my waiver wire strategy. So there you go. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> But if there is a possibility that he could be involved slash possibly even score a freaking touchdown, 
It's this week against Detroit, okay? Detroit, through two games, has given up a whopping, and I say whopping, 15 catches for 179 yards and four touchdowns to tight ends, okay? Uh, that's all crazy. Throw out, the, throw out the touchdowns, okay? Even if you think that that's fluky, throw out the touchdowns. The 15 for 179 is pretty nuts. Here's the thing, though. It's not even fluky because they gave up 12 last year, which led the NFL. Yeah, uh, good point. Uh, and so that from from what I hear from beat writers who I, I speak to constantly, they're my hashtag sources. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not no, I'm not like you. Um, uh, that <laughs> it has a lot to do with the absence of uh, DeAndre Levy, who is considered the Lions' best coverage linebacker. So right. without him, and I, I believe he's still out. Uh, yeah, he's going to be out this week. Uh, you know, Cook. Uh, what was that? Herm Edwards. Uh, has, Post game speech after he was coaching some horrible team, uh, maybe the Jets, maybe the Chiefs. I can't remember which one, but they they won a game after losing like ten straight. And he went to the locker room and was like, "This is a start. We can start with this or something, something along those lines." He was like, <laughs> "And that's how that's what you feel with Jared. Cook. We can work with this. So here's what we can work with with Cook." He had four. He caught four of six targets last week for 34 yards for with a sparkling 5.5 average depth of target. Okay, so uh, it's not it's not fantastic, but he got six targets. So you know they understand that he is um, he is there. He is breathing and on the field. He ran 24 pass routes, which is not hateful against Minnesota. So Cook is a streamer for sure against Detroit. Um, and uh, after that, uh, actually. I think I do prefer CJ Uzoma, the Bengals tight end, against Denver over Cook. Um, I do have to say that because uh, Denver has uh, Denver has allowed seven seven catches to Greg Olson in Week One and six catches to Indianapolis tight ends last week. Um, Uzoma saw. I was surprised to see this. Probably you you weren't because you you actually watched the game, but uh, Uzoma saw eight eight targets against Pittsburgh. Right. And uh, he grabbed three of them. Uh, he he should have he should have had a touchdown, but Marvin Lewis didn't challenge him. Yeah, and, and he had an ugly drop. I, I heard. I heard he had a drop that would have been a, a pretty big play. Yeah. And yeah, so you know, he, look at he's very much involved. And over the past year or year and a half, we've seen teams kind of shy away from receivers when they're playing Denver secondary, and they go to the middle of the field, and that's where Uzoma is. So. I do, I do prefer him over Cook slightly. Word. Uh, the uh, the last guy is going to be an obvious one. He's tied to Joe Flacco, and he is the goat. As we mentioned this past week, he should be owned in every twelve team league out there because he is going to be involved. And look, Denny, this year we were not look. Last year we missed out on Gary Barnage. This year we're not missing out on Dennis Pitta because we recommended him last. Hell week. no, we're not missing out. We we were ahead. Yeah, exactly. I'm super pumped about it. Uh, Pitta didn't play as many snaps in week two as he did in week one, but uh, our homeboys saw 12 targets, second most uh, this season by any tight end, caught nine passes for 102 yards, PPR machine. He leads the Ravens in targets so far this year, which makes sense because the Ravens wide receiving group is uh, Mike Wallace, who's fine, right? He's fine. Elite. Elite. Steve, Steve Smith, who's who's who's... 37 and can barely walk. <laughs> Kamar Aiken, who's just not involved. Brashad Perriman, who is always on the injury report. There, there is no one else to throw to. The, the running backs are, are putrid. 
Dennis Pitta is the there, there's a reason that Joe Flacco's targeting Dennis Pitta. Uh, I expect again Jacksonville's a, a good matchup for him. You can exploit the middle of the field against them. Uh, we saw Gates last week with a touchdown against Jacksonville. Um, I I think I think Pitta is in another really good spot, and I, I think that he should be. I, I would I would I think he's the top streamer yeah, at tight end this week. He is, and I I think that you need to get him now because I believe he is a locked in every week option. From here on out, barring, of course, some <laughs> catastrophic hip injury again. Yeah, I know. We need to put some sort of like oh. device on his hip. Well, so that I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure he has something on his. Hip. I mean, I uh, I actually had a, a a priest come to my house and bless bless <laughs> a picture of Dennis Pitta. So I, I appreciated that. And I think basically, if if Tannehill craps the bed and then Dennis Pitta breaks his hip again. It's going to be the mo- this I'm done with fantasy football if those things happen. Yeah, we will yeah, next next week 3 we'll just we'll, we're going to it's going to be an hour of silence. Yes. Yes. Uh so, all right, so just to recap, we have Jared Cook and Azuma and Dennis Pitta as the tight ends, Flacco, Tannehill and Mariota in shallower leagues at quarterback, and then three really really good defensive streaming options in Miami, Tampa Bay and Dallas. Yep. All right, Dennis you ready to get some questions? I am. All right. Uh, the first one is at NPALFF, our buddy uh, Nathan Powell. He says, should I drop Kobe Fleener for one of this week's streamers? So we're going to get Kobe Fleener questions. I, I don't know how many we favorited, but um, let's just let's just say this. Kobe Fleener or Dennis Pitta rest of season? Yeah, a Pitta. I, I think that I'm pretty much on the same page. You gotta. I, I think Fleener still has more upside, but it's still... I mean, good lord! That did you see that drop that he had? Which one? Last well, I mean, sorry, the one where he was—it was like a beautiful toss to the sideline in the first quarter. Uh, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. I mean, my god, what a moron! He, that guy's that guy. Sucks. No, he really—he might be just bad. It pisses me off so much because, God, come on, Kobe. The opportunity was there. It made sense. It made so much sense. Uh, next one at FNTSY guy buddy. Please explain the logic behind selling low on Gurley and buying high on Melvin. Well, if I could just address Gurley for a second. Go ahead. Um, I would sell him, you know, for pretty cheap right now. I, I, I would not sit and wait and wait and wait for a big performance because it could it could not be coming soon. That's that's what that's I'll say optimistically. <laughs> Um, right, right. It's not, it's not great uh, right now, and it's. I don't believe it's going to get better. So, if someone out there is saying, you know what, I, I love Todd Gurley, he's very good, and he is, but again, the question would be, so what? In, in that, in that Rams offense, so so what if he's good? Right. Um, right. And you know, last week I said I would have taken Jeremy Macklin for him. That sounded nuts, but I'll still take Jeremy Macklin for him. I'll, obviously, I, I said I would take Kelvin Benjamin last week, and, and people were a little put off by that. I, obviously, that still stands. I can't think right now. I mean, mm, which which wide receiver out there would you would you take for him? Like, like Mar- Mar- Marvin Jones or Todd Gurley? Uh, Marvin Jones, yeah. Um, let's go. Uh, Michael Floyd or Todd Gurley? Uh, I guess Gurley because Floyd's not really involved. Right. So, like, here's the deal. We need to get over this, like, buying low. This is why I have 15 transactions every week on Number Fire, is because I don't care about what, like, 
the idea of selling of of only buying like you can, you don't only buy low on players because you don't know exactly what's going to happen in the future. So you're saying you're saying please explain the logic behind selling low on Gurley. Of course Gurley is lower than his ADP, but you're also assuming that this is the lowest that Todd Gurley is going to be. Todd Gurley faces four horrific matchups over his next six games. He's in the wor- arguably probably the worst offense in the NFL. Not even probably. It is the worst offense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's not a three-down back. He sees 60% of his team snaps, whereas the guys like David Johnson see 85% of his team snaps. There, there's just not. It's just not a good situation to be in. And, and not only that, you look at last season, there's a reason that all these metrics-heavy analysts we're saying stay away from Todd Gurley this year is because if you look at, and this is, you know, I'll go to number fires metrics. If you look at his efficiency versus his success rate, his success rate was substantially low and his efficiency was really high. And what that tells you is a lot of his effectiveness last year was coming off of big plays, which means, which is what Adrian Peterson has done more or less for his entire career. But you're all, you know, Adrian Peterson also didn't have Case Keenum behind center. He also didn't have one of the worst offensive lines in the league, ever, you know, per, as bad as what the Rams are seeing this year. And he also, you know, generally had competent wide receivers, not Kenny Britt. I mean, the offense is just so bad. So to, to assume that this is the lowest that Todd Gurley is going to be is crazy, which is the same. I know I'm going on a rant now, and I'm sorry. It's okay. but. It's the same. It's the same reason that last week, for instance, in fifteen transactions, I talked about selling Adrian Peterson, and of course he got hurt. But before he got hurt, he was averaging one point six yards per carry. It wasn't going to get any better for him. And this is the same case with with uh, Todd Gurley. Listen, this right now we're only two weeks in, but this is shaping up as the end of the world for early early running back Twitter. Right, and it totally it, is. I mean, this is this is worse than anyone could have imagined. I, I saw Matt Harmon retweeted something uh, today that showed that through two weeks, uh, teams are averaging 101 yards per uh, game on the ground, which is the lowest ever, which is the right. lowest in, in NFL history through two weeks. So Imagine that. So maybe, I don't know, it's just a guess, maybe teams are not going run heavy anymore and maybe right. <laughs> maybe like he- heavy running back drafts were d- uh, disasters i don't know right i mean the, the fact of the matter is todd Gurley can be a top 20 fantasy running back this year it, it, it can easily happen but you, dra- so, you drafted him as top two exactly you talked you drafted him as top two and to be a top 20 running back in fantasy football in 2016 does not matter you need to be a top 10 running back you need to be a top five running back to actually have that edge which is all part of zero rb uh, you know, the, the running back position just does not matter in real football, and there's not as much scoring in fantasy. So if Todd Gurley ends up as a running back 15 to 20, which, sure, it's possible. I know I just went on a rant as to why things don't look optimistic for him, and part of that is that, you know, I think that he will finish around RB 15 to 20 this year. Um, and, but that's not good, right? I'd rather have Melvin Gordon, who has top five upside right now without Danny Woodhead. Wow. On on, a, on an, in an offense that the offensive line looks a lot better. So, yes, I'm buying Melvin Gordon right now over Todd Gurley uh, from here on out. You got to divorce your na- yourself from the name recognition. I keep seeing people I mentioned saying, "But Gurley is good." But but Gurley is good. Yes, he is good. Also, so what? So what? So what? It doesn't <laughs> right. matter. Right, right. You got to associate those running backs and high-powered offenses, which is why David Johnson 
look, I'm not trying to like backpad or anything like that. It's just he was a superior pick, even if there were question marks around whether this guy was legit or not, which was silly to begin with. Definitely. All right, next one. At Double A Cantu, Carr, Ryan, or the streamer? So I, we're getting a lot of, of Matt Ryan questions. Matt Ryan's playing the the worst one of the worst defenses in the league in a dome this week. I don't know how you would bench Matt Ryan. Yeah, and the and the to- Vegas total is crazy high. It's like 54 right now. 50, right. 53 now. By the way, Denny, you know who the number one uh, fantasy quarterback is through two weeks? It, is it not Matt Ryan? It's Matt Ryan. It is. <laughs> That's so crazy. It's so awesome. That's some positive regression right there for you. Yeah, you talked about that in the preseason. Yeah. Uh, this next one is at A. Fauché 70. I think I said that right. A. Fauché. Yeah. Is Hoyer going to at least maintain Alshon's value? That Bears offense looks particularly rough. I mean, I guess the hope is that they get down by three scores every week and he just peppers right. uh, Alshon. Yeah. Not not unlike what we saw with, with DeAndre Hopkins last year. Or Josh Gordon. Or Josh Gordon, yeah. Back in the day, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, no, I I don't think Alshon's value is that depleted. Mm. Uh, Next one, at Private uh, Pookie, he said, Raiders D and Carr, or should I live the stream? So, Raiders defense. I don't like the Raiders defense on the road against Tennessee. Carr's fine, but I know I'm not playing the Raiders defense. And you talked me out of that. At first, I was like, oh, Oakland uh, playing Tennessee. But the, the situation doesn't really add up too well for them. Yeah. Uh, Car Car's the fine option, though. Car should be all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, at Fitz underscore 843, struggling with Rashad Jennings and Kamar Aiken. Why are they not hashtag good? <laughs> I guess Aiken's just not a thing. I don't know. Aiken's not, yeah, Aiken's not being used. Rashad Jennings, I mean, he got hurt last week. He had that wrist injury, and Vereen ended up out snapping him. Jennings was in such a good spot last week mm-hmm. that I, moving forward, I just, I think that offensive line is just really bad. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of ruins his value for me. You know what? Just touching on the Giants real quick. That defense is good. They're at home yes. against a Washington team that cannot run the ball and has to go to the air. I, you know, if you had the Giants, I I would just go ahead and play them. Oh, oh even even over the streamers we yeah, mentioned. The, the, the Giants secondary is really good, and their defensive line is really good, and that is a recipe in today's NFL yes. for massive success. And, and Cousins is a mess right now. Right. Yeah, I like that. Uh, the next one at I underscore Quint uh, it might be L though. It's under, it's a lowercase. Stafford or the stream this week? Mm. I think I'd go Stafford. They're at home, right? They're away. They're in Green Bay. Fudge. And they're they're they don't have that high of an implied team total, but I still think Stafford. You know, there's no Abdullah. I think that he could still throw for a couple touchdowns. Sure. Sam Shields. Sam Shields is hurt. All right. I'll go with that. Uh, he also has drop Barnage for Pitta. Yes. Yeah, I agree there too. Next one, at Jeff412. I hope, Jeff, that you are from Pittsburgh because it's the Pittsburgh area code. Am I dumb if I start Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Freeman against the Saints? I, I think they should score enough points. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who his running backs are. He he says he says he also has Djax, Gore, Hearns, and Riddick. Oh well, I'm starting Riddick over Freeman. Would you go Riddick over Freeman? I, I yes. I think I might only because of that situation, but in without that context, I would still be playing Freeman over. Riddick. I might I might go Hearns over over uh, Freeman. If that's the situation, he might, he might have to be playing a running back. Oh okay. That's fair. That's a fair. If it's if it's a flex, 
You're just being nice to him, giving him his options. I mean, Freeman's not. I mean, I feel like Freeman's a little bit of a desperation play right now. He's. I mean, he looked. He looked good last week. He played. He played. He outplayed Tevin Coleman last week. He's outplayed Tevin Coleman on the ground so far. It's just the usage that's scary, obviously. But but the matchup's just so good against New Orleans that I can't like completely go. Off. I mean, he has twenty. Let's see. Freeman has twenty eight carries through two games, and he has four four, four catches. Four catches. Right. The the receiving stuff is what's scary. Yeah. Uh. Next one at J Des eighty nine. Maybe he was born in December '89. What's worse, IPAs or pumpkin spice season? Oh man, guys, the pumpkin spice season is really wearing on me. I have to be honest. I mean, it's, awful. it's like it's everywhere, everywhere. And then uh, uh, today, I see, uh, I see a guy, a guy. I wrote, like I wrote this thing on Bro Jackson about like forcing the seasons, like making seasons happen even though they're not happening and how annoyed i am by that i saw a guy today coming out of a coming out of starbucks he's drinking a, a pumpkin a pumpkin spice latte right wearing uggs and, well i don't know about his shoes but he was wearing a, a sweater okay with like a big like a huge collar like i don't want to call it a turtleneck do you know what I'm talking about? But it's like this huge, like sweatery collar on. Oh yeah, you mean like the the half zips? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah and yeah. today it was a high here of 84 degrees. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to, you know, just neck punch this guy immediately <laughs> and be like, "It's not October. Stop it. Stop being a douchebag." Oh god. Oh man. So you're gonna answer pipe, pumpkin spices this time of year? Yes, absolutely. I mean, IPAs are good, so it's obviously pumpkin spice season. Uh, next one, at LG Zorro. He said, what's up with Gabbard outscoring Rodgers over the last eight weeks of football? When does Green Bay's offense get on track? You're welcome, Kaepernick. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't know. I, I think Green Bay needs Jordy to be able to stretch the field better than he has. But I'm, I'm, this is the week for Green Bay, IMO. Um, this, is the, this is the week for Green Bay. By the way... Uh, at Packers, I'm I'm adding them right now. You have a guy on your bench who can stretch the field, who's faster than everybody on the field, and is good with contested uh, jump balls. I think he demonstrated that in a playoff game last year. Uh, I forget his name, uh, but I believe his first name is Jeff. Last name Giannis. Giannis, I believe he's uh, he's from Eastern Europe. And if you would just <laughs> let him run fast in a straight line, I think your offense would improve. But anyway, I that'd be that'd be a good call. The next one at Jackie Legs one one zero. Do you guys dance at weddings? Mm, that's good. I'm going. I'm going to a wedding on Saturday. Actually. All right. So what do you do? I dance the, the night away. Denny. You dance that? Wow. You 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 uh, dance your ass off, huh? Yeah. I I had a phase where I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna dance, and then that phase ended until I discovered that enough alcohol you know is is a is a nice uh i'm gonna say lubricant for dancing of course yeah i mean i'm not gonna like i i can't i'm i'm, I'm not a stone sober dancer but i'm drinking of course i'm gonna dance uh i do i, I dance i'll dance anywhere i do like your electronic uh band uh dance band called stone stone cold dancer what did you say what did you say stone sober dancer <laughs> <laughs> stone sober dancer is one of the best bands out there right now <laughs> Oh, 
and my voice just cracked. Yes, my voice cracked like I'm 13. Uh, next one at Big L four five six sounds like what I'm taking with that Kelvin Benjamin pick. Am I right? Uh, got Ryan last week. Kept Rivers. Who to start week three? Rivers or Ryan? Um, I'm going Ryan. Although Rivers is in a really good spot against Indianapolis. I'd actually go Rivers. All right. Well, that doesn't help him. Sorry. Uh, also, would Denny eat a bowl of goat stew if he could pick one fantasy football team to win this year? What What does that mean? If I could pick, I, I, I don't know what that means. If I okay, so uh, I'm guessing it means if if you could pick one of your teams to win. Yeah. Would I a goat stew? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can. I think I can deal with that. I. I like lamb. I like the lamb that my father-in-law cooks on Easter, on Greek Easter. Dude, yeah, goat's good. Goat's the goat. Yeah. Next one, at Octool. He says, is that jabroni Devin Funches droppable <laughs> AF? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so sick of Devin Funches. He's not even in the I, league. I was, on, I was on Periscope today, and, I, and someone asked me if they should drop Devin Funches, and I have to, like, rapid fire those answers. And I said yes, and there was a guy that was so mad online at me. What? Yeah, like, and I'm like, dude, I'm just assuming he's in like a ten or twelve team league, like every, everyone else in America is, and that you don't need a roster uh, Funches in that size of a league. Right, he's not in a sixteen team dynasty league. Right, right. Uh, next one at BPV one hundred and three. What is Denny's favorite goat byproduct? Goat's milk, goat's cheese, or Stefan Diggs? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Yo, props, props for real though. Props to the Stefan Diggs folks because there were a lot of them uh, this off season, and I, I was like, I was pretty in the middle with Diggs. I didn't really like totally buy in, but I should have because he's he's legit. I uh, had a draft day consultants client uh, text me on Sunday night with like all caps screaming about Stefan Diggs because I had him take Diggs in like the 10th round. Uh, um, And this was like, seriously, this was like four weeks before the season started. So it wasn't even when Diggs was like kind of making a name. And uh, he is, this guy is psyched. I I mean, I would be too. I don't have Diggs anywhere and I feel like I'm going to deeply regret it. Right, right. That's kind of how I am, too, in my redraft leagues. Uh, got him in some best ball, though. Next one, at Derek, not Derek. Who has the most American flags in their house? J.J. Watt, Jason Witten, Jeff Fisher, or Barack Obama? Oh, well, I mean, uh, you know, the president is a, a communist Muslim, so he's... Right, so he certainly doesn't. He definitely doesn't. Uh, it's definitely Watt. Watt definitely just drapes himself in the in the flag and walks around all day. Right. Watt has, like, a room dedicated to the American flag. Jason Witten just has the flag outside at his doorstep, you know, like, in the in the flag, in the flag pole spot. And he, and he takes it down like a... Uh, he takes it down every day like a Boy Scout. Yeah, Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher does have a flag in his bedroom because every morning he wakes up and he says the Pledge of Allegiance before he gets going for the day. But that's the only one in his house. Right. No, and and I think that he needs to be grateful to everything and everybody for having a job at this point. Yes. Yes. Uh, this next one is at Troop Jaspers traded away Melvin Gordon last week. Should I source my shower cry with this season's recycled tears or perma bench my roster? Thank you. That's rough, man. I mean, look, the the, the reason I, I kept this here because I think it's important. You know, you couldn't predict Danny Woodhead tearing his ACL. Melvin Gordon was a good sell after week one. Mm-hmm. He was. Yeah. No, I mean, um, I, I, I would say that uh, I didn't see any victory laps on Woodhead, by the way. Yeah, right. Uh, next one, at Knuckle Pop. Uh, he says, can you give us a breakdown? It's a screenshot of our matchup. The Maryland Mediocres beating the Dad Runners. And the dad runners has a picture of 
uh, a guy at a computer who's crying Jordan. <laughs> and the the profile picture for JJ Zacharyson is Jordan uh, Palmer, or not Jordan Palmer, Jordan Rogers from The Bachelor at. I got destroyed, man. You beat me. I didn't. 80s. 94.7 to 86.7. Yeah, I wouldn't say I destroyed you. In fact... Which means if J-Matt wouldn't have done anything, like I said, I would have beaten you last night. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, yeah, no, he had to do true. something, right? Yeah, you would think so. Next one's a really good one. At Polish Tweeter, could JJ beat Big Ben in a dad runner race? The answer is yes. I, look, big, big uh, uh, Roethlisberger's run the other day was atrocious. It was awful. He... I mean, can this guy please exercise once in a while? <laughs> Just you know. But he's so good, dude. By the way, the, he's list, he's listed, I think, at two fifty five. Is that right? Right. He hasn't been two fifty five since eighth grade. <laughs> right. You think he's like? I think he's probably like two eighty. Oh no, actually, he's listed at two forty one. No, no, he's got to be like two seventy, two eighty. Uh, yeah, uh, look, he's his playing weight is definitely two seventy five. His off season weight, he he hits three hundred for sure, <laughs> for sure. I mean, that guy, come on, all the per, all the Permani brothers there in the off season. I, I I couldn't. I just I just can't. His his running style is just horrendous. Yeah. Next one at Ashes to to Nirvana is Diggs going to be a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two rest of season? I don't think that top twelve is out of the question at all. I don't think it's out of the question, but I think he's more in like a 15 to 20 range. Uh, well, very comfortably, yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next one, at Matty w- Wad. He says, uh, stick with Pat's defense or stream another week. I don't know why people are playing the Patriots defense. Yeah, I don't really – I'm not really into that. I, this I, would, I, would ha- I would rather have any of the three streamers that we mentioned. Yeah, there's so many good streamers. You don't need to force it. Uh, next one at Jared Chacon. He says, uh, "Would you rather have everyone speak to you in the Peyton Manning nationwide jingle, or create a LinkedIn profile with JJ Watt?" Uh, I mean, I, I I'd rather you know bathe in an IPA than than than, <laughs> than, than see Peyton Manning on my TV one more time. Honestly, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Next one, at Eugene, the JB. What's the most dad thing you can dad run for? He says, has to be running to the curb with the recycling can as the truck pulls up. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. That that's is definitely that's so true. Okay, here are two things that came to mind immediately upon hearing that question was running running the trash out, which is even harder because right. you can't lift it up. I mean, you have to roll it, right? So right. you're rolling it and trying, you know, you're trying to make sure it doesn't like nip your heels or anything. Yeah. While while it's behind you, but then the second thing is, I have I've chased Xavier before, like like when I'm mad, and, you know, like he's running away from me, even either toward the street, which is terrifying, or like or like into a field or something, and I feel like such like just a fat dad. I mean, right? Like right. I just I feel like I'm just like running after him. I it, I I hate it. So running after your kid is one A, I think, and then one B is definitely recycling your trash. A low key one. So you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh, and I there's snow and ice and stuff in the winter, uh, especially when uh, the the climate was cooler. Um, and I remember when it was snowy out, I, I, I picture like my dad always read the newspaper. He still does. He just always reads the newspaper every morning. Mm-hmm. 
And so I'm thinking when it's cold outside, him running to get the newspaper and then running back in mm. because it's because it's cold. And usually he like he he would you know sometimes go barefoot oh. because oh. just because I mean you're a dad you got to be a Superman. That right right that that that's a good one of chasing down the paper. Uh, that's like uh, that's old school and dad. So that's good. I mean. Let's be honest, though. The, the the dad run at its peak is anything that goes on outside your your immediate home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Anything like in the like, you know, do it like pruning bushes or anything. Yeah, in that right. area. And anytime you have to run <laughs> in in or around the running up the stairs is pretty good. I remember my dad right, having right. to do that a few times. That was funny. Right. Right. Uh, the next one at Ballas Tim. He says Eli or Rivers week three. I like Rivers. Yeah, me too. Next one at K of the World. Any thoughts on Chris Ivory being a good waiver ad? Yeah. I'd probably add him if I could, um, just because. I mean, I don't know what the heck's going on with his health. No one does. It's crazy. Usually we have some idea. Anyway. Next one, at Tom underscore McGovern 17. Is Jared Cook this year's Jordan Cameron for Denden? Also, the Green Bay offense really doesn't look great. Oh, Tom remembers. Oh, God. I think Jared Cook's going to have a good week three, though, Denny. It's going to be great. Yeah, let's, let's, let's all, let's, let us pray. Next one, at Griffin Post. Who would you want more rest of season, Quincy Anunwa or Ty- Tyrell Williams? Tyrell. Yeah, me too. That guy, that guy's a beast. What's, what? Where did he come yeah, from? He, yeah, he, he looked great. He looked great last week. Did you see? Like, they run a lot of crossing patterns in, in that in that San Diego offense, just, just them streaking across the field close to the line of scrimmage, which is why Keenan Allen did so well in that offense and does so well in that offense. Uh, Tyrell Williams caught one the other day that, I mean, he just looked like a freak. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he is he's enormous. The last time I saw a receiver on the field look that big and, like, startlingly big was Denario Alexander. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll be Denario this year and then just <laughs> just die. No, I'm, but I'm talking about Denario, the post-eight surgeries. So, oh, uh, okay, okay, I got you. Hopefully, got you. hopefully, hopefully Tyra will have better luck. This next one is at Editon Dalt. Uh, he says, "My wife and I are going low carb. What what carb could Denny never give up?" Um, what carb? Um, gosh, I mean beer. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, that's a good answer. Yeah, good answer. I mean, do almonds have a lot of carbs? No, right? I have no idea. Probably not. Next one at Swaggy Dad Runner. What quantifies great hair? Mm, definitely not not the way you you do the hair. I would say right. I don't get bogged down people. You know, you need to see through the hairstyle and see if the person just has a really solid head of hair. A lot of guys with a solid head of hair don't do anything with their hair. Cause they take, they take it for granted. Hashtag JJ, <laughs> which, but, but you've, you've, you have, uh, you know, uh, so here's the, look, you need a little history of my hair. Daddy. Okay. Okay. So I, I, would I do my hair when I'm participating in activities like go like in college, going out to a bar or like, you know, if I'm, if I have a job interview or I'm going to New York tomorrow for the day, I'm going to have my hair all nice and, and shaped up. And now I'm doing these periscopes every day. I can't go on looking like a schlub. I gotta, I gotta do my hair. So I do my hair. It's just, there are times. So I know that we've had this conversation on Twitter. Field Yates is part of this conversation as well. 
like when you saw me, a good example is when you saw me at the the pen after the pens game the one day. Yeah. At, and and my hair was just done for because I don't have I have really thick hair. So I put the product in mm-hmm. and it like dissolves essentially. Yes. Yeah, she flecko. Right. Right. So that's why my hair looks like crap probably that day. I, I don't so I don't remember it looking like crap, but your hair your hair is much improved and your hairstyle is looking good and the the periscopes you look Hollywood for sure. So I will say that. But yeah, don't get don't when you look when you're evaluating a a guy's hair, don't get bogged down in the style cuz you know, guys with good hair, they just let it hang sometimes and it's and and you just have to kind of look through it. <clears throat> yeah. The next one at fantasy process. Does North Dakota actually exist? I've never seen proof, but they keep saying Carson Wentz played football there. My sister-in-law went there uh, recently, and she says it is a thing that exists. Yeah, I hear it's nice there. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure it's beautiful. Hmm. Yeah, I would. That line that reminds me of the. Uh, do you remember Mighty Ducks too? I do. When uh, Gordon Bombay is getting ice cream with the Iceland girl. Oh yeah, my future ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Iceland is Iceland, or, or it's Greenland is filled with ice, and Iceland is very nice. Was her was her quote? Oh, is that right? Yeah, and that's what I feel like with with someone from 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 North Dakota having to explain North Dakota and South Dakota or something to somebody, where like everyone has like the wrong perception of North Dakota. Just brought brought back some. Memes. I'm I'm pretty sure I would uh, I would go full Jack Nicholas via The Shining if I had to live in North Dakota. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about within within like days, like four days into it, I would be like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, us in North Dakota. By the way, this is another thing. Did you see Fantasy Douche tweeting about what uh, the GoFundMe he wants to start? No. What was it? You and I taking a Greyhound. Well, it started with just me, but then he added you. You and I taking a Greyhound to L.A. with GoPros slapped onto our forehead to go to a weekly show that Jeff Fisher does. I, I would do it. Dude, I'd be so down, and we document it, and we get so many page views on that. Oh my god, yeah, it'd be it'd be a content generating. Look, look, my dream, my dream is to just sit down with Jeff Fisher and interview him. That's the only reason I'm doing any of this. That's your ultimate goal. Yes, I hate fantasy football. I just I figured that this was the best platform to try to get to that. Uh, wait a second, hating fantasy football is my shtick. Lay off. Yeah, that's true. Lay yeah, off. I gotta stop that. All right. Uh, next one at go cry in the car. <laughs> <laughs> what? And that's a serious question. Thoughts on the Lions running back situation? Value in Dwayne Washington. Also, what kind of candy does Denny hand out on Halloween? Well, that answers candy corn probably. Oh, I mean, I I don't just hand out candy. What kind of freak just hands out candy corn? I I hand out I hand out the the good the good stuff. Okay, I do not out cheat myself on Halloween. All right, that's good. I, I like Dwayne Washington, too. I think that he's a low-key good ad. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the show, so hopefully that helped. Uh, the last one is very fitting. It's from at Nick Foles Week 3. He says, hey, guys, what's the plan for our anniversary this week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's to uh, try you know, get hammered and forget that Week 3 ever happened last year. Yes. Go Ryan Tannehill. We're going to be wearing Tannehill jerseys inside out. Oh, my God. Dude, if so... If that game, okay, because the the Foles disaster started with uh, fire fireworks 
fireworks caught the field on fire at, in St. Right. Louis and the game was delayed by 20 minutes. Right. If something like that happens in Miami, I'm sending an emergency tweet saying, cancel Tannehill, cancel Tannehill. We are not playing Tannehill. What, what, we, what people didn't realize is that what happened in St. Louis last year was actually a, a false alarm start, start of the apocalypse. And all that happened was the apocalypse occurred on the football field only because of the Nick Foles situation. That was the game that uh, I believe Ben Roethlisberger got hurt. Yes, yes. And, like it was, it was, it was, and that's the reason that the game script went the way that it did. And then there was that drop by I think Jared Cook. Yes. Or no, it might have been Lance Kendricks down the field where it would have been a, a sure touchdown. Oh. And then he yeah. and then he dropped it. Like everything went wrong, and I blame other than Obama, I blame the fire on the field. You're welcome, Kaepernick. <laughs> All right, Denny. Uh, where can everyone find you at? Uh, at CD Carter 13 on Twitter. And uh, if you're playing DFS, we have a cool little newsletter uh, at draftdayconsultants.com. And I'm JJ Zacharias, and you can find me on Twitter at late round QB. All of my work over at numberfire.com. 15 transactions came out today, Tuesday, as it does every Tuesday. So take a look at that. Um, and then, you know, I'm on either Facebook Live or Periscope, depending if my sound works or not, each day on my phone. That's fun. All right, Denny, you ready to get some milkshakes? Yes. All right, let's drink away what's going to happen this weekend in week three, and let's just hope for the best. Yeah, reverse jinx this joint. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We will catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the Internet Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the 